Stitcher is closing down operation this week. Uh-oh. Which I love the app for many, many years. Yeah. And thought that it would revolutionize podcasting. Mm-hmm. But for various reasons, that was not the case. Now, I know that they were bought by Sirius a few years ago. Oh, yeah? Even before then, though, it seemed like the app kind of started to suck a little bit. Why is that? Well, they would play commercials during podcasts. So you'd oh. have, like, the regular ads mm-hmm. that podcasters read. Yeah. And then you'd have a Stitcher commercial. And then it would drop you off at random points in the program. Uh-oh. So it wasn't like you'd hear another commercial and then you'd go back to your same spot. You it's had like to find it. You could go back 15 minutes before or five minutes later. That's weird. Yeah. Um, but they it was a really cool concept. I don't think you ever played with it, right? No, because I wasn't really into podcasts anyway. Yeah. I mean, I'm not like a super podcast fan, but I like what I like listening to, um, which isn't a lot. So the way it was set up originally is you could set up your favorite podcasts like radio station. Mm-hmm. I said radio station and I try to add the S on the end. <laughs> Stations. I knew what you meant. Yes. Let's say you were interested in history podcasts. Uh-huh. You could put together a playlist of just those yep. and another one of just BBC shows. Nice. And then you could just go to your history uh, playlist and just play episodes from it. And it would play, after it got through one episode of a show, it would go to the next program. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. Nice. And I don't know if there's any other podcast apps that do that now. Mm. I think podcasting has kind of gone downhill a little bit mm. in the last couple of years. And the reason behind that is more people want to do that so they can get money from ads. Mm-hmm. And when podcasts started out, there might have been a little bit of ad money, but it wasn't like you were hearing 10 commercials an hour. Mm. Now, how does this relate to you? Yeah, how does it relate to me? <laughs> so knowing that Stitcher is going uh, offline, mm-hmm. will no longer be around, mm-hmm. I went on my playlist and subscribed to some of the podcasts that I haven't listened to in a while. Mm-hmm. And I was actually finishing downloading one of those just mm-hmm. so I could transfer it on my hard drive and have mm-hmm. a copy mm-hmm. And when I came in here. And I left the room for a minute to download a couple more episodes. Oh, okay. Which I could always do at home, but why not use your in on it if I can't? Okay, because okay, it's working. Yeah, it's working. <laughs> it's working. I don't mind if you use my internet. Thank you, they had little jail. Little jail. Yes. Okay. Yes. How do you feel about this? It sounds like you're okay with it. I'm okay with it. I yeah. mean, it's not like you're, you know, it's not like you're misusing my internet to look at sites that I wouldn't want you to be on. But no. That would be very uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. And I wouldn't be dating you. Well, good. What? That you would have a problem with that. With using my internet? No. Well, yeah. I'm glad that you don't have a problem with me using it for non-nefarious means. Exactly. Yes. Yeah, if it was nefarious, then... Get off of it. Right. Yeah. It's not like I saw a woman under the influence and decided to join a Peter Falk fan club. <laughs> well, even I, well, that would be weird. <laughs> a Jenna Rollins fan club, right? But they're both good. They were both good actors. Mm-hmm. Um, the last, yeah, because the last thing we saw Jenna Rollins in was, in was in The Notebook. No. No? It was last week and we watched Faces. No, no, no. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I, I'm talking about Jenna Rollins um, as an older adult. I'm not talking about what we saw last week. I'm sorry. Okay. She might have made other stuff since then. Yeah. Yeah, she's old. 
She is really old. She's probably going to pass away soon. She just might. I think she has a couple of Oscar nominations, and one of them might be for a woman under the influence. Wow. Well, I will tell you this. We're going to get to the movie in a little bit, but she was very good. Yes. She did play a very convincing crazy person. That's right. <laughs> Despite what she thought about the movie itself, you can't uh, beat the acting. <laughs> and I don't know what she's like in real life. She might actually be that nutty. Or she might actually be uh, like a, a normal uh, wife and mom. I don't know, babes. And friend. I've never met her, so. I don't know. Who am I to say? The chances of us meeting her are very slim. Especially now. Yeah. She's probably in a nursing home, maybe. Right. Let's hope so. Oh. I am a little bit further along in the book on Howard Hughes. Okay. He's... And... What? Uh, where are you now? Well, he's been breaking aviation records. Uh-huh. And he worked with this actress named Jane Russell. I've heard her name, but I don't really know her stuff that well. Mm-hmm. Howard Hawks was, dis- was supposed to direct her in this movie called The Outlaw. And he was fired a couple of days into production. Mm-hmm. So Howard Hughes had them shoot fil- footage and just ship it to him overnight. Wow. And so he gave himself the title of director on the movie. That's interesting. And according to the book, he designed a special bra so you could see more of her breasts huh? without seeing everything. Wow. Yeah. The Just nipple the area movie. then. Just seeing parts of the nipple. I don't, I'm not sure if he's seen nipple in the movie. She, he designed, I'm guessing not. He designed a bra. Especially for her. Uh, Yeah, that sounds really creepy to me. Yeah, today that would get you canceled. That sounds really, really creepy. Mm-hmm. Having a man design a bra for an actress sounds really gross. I'm sure it's not the only time it's happened, babe. I'm sure. It's not like she, he's designing a dress for her. It's, he's designing a bra. Right. And she did she wear it? Yeah, she had to. Oh. He was a powerful dude. Okay. Wow. Well, talk about degrading. I don't know, babe. It, it sounds degrading right now. Mm. Like, Demeaning and degrading. She lived until 2011, apparently. Oh, yeah? Because I wikipedia her wow. after reading that in the book. Yeah. Yes. Her name sounds familiar, but I don't recognize anything that she's done. Nice. Yeah. I'm up to the point where he just started working on The Spruce Goose. Oh, I heard about that movie. That's not a movie. I mean, Goose. that's a movie, but whatever it is. <laughs> I pull you back, yeah, you so, yeah, yeah, I heard the name of it. I don't know what it is, though. It's like this giant plane. And I believe it's at the Air Museum in Oregon. Oh, wow. Yeah, I could be wrong with that, though. Wow. I went there there once. once. Yeah, me too. Yeah, the the Air Museum where they used to have the... I heard they used to have these things called the Spad Planes. I don't know about those. But you couldn't go on them anymore because they weren't available. Mm -hmm. Um, It was kind of like an exhibit. Yeah. And and it was like in this big um, airport hangar. Yeah. Yeah, I've been there once. I did too. I went there... Uh, like a month or two before we met each other. What did you see over there when you went? Oh, we were just there for a couple of minutes. Mm-hmm. It was basically, we were taking my nephew to mm-hmm. the museum because he was a little kid at the time. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yes. Did he enjoy himself? He did. Oh, good. Yes. There must have been a lot of stuff to see. There was. That you liked. Yes. <laughs> did you check out like a bunch of model airplanes? And- yeah, I mean, I wasn't that into it, to be honest, but it was, you know, nice to see him enjoy it. Really good. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have liked it if I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. 
Now, there aren't any blind pilots for fairly obvious reasons. Yeah, I, yeah. But I wonder how many blind people, if any, have helped design airplanes. I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. Mm. Mm. Yes. I do not know. You don't. No. And neither do I. Sounds like a cool job, though. It does. Yeah. Yes. But I'm enjoying the Howard Hughes books. Cool. Book. I can't speak today as as usual. I read a book in 2017, a few months before we went to the Air Museum, mm-hmm. about Walt Disney. Ah. And the author of that book has another one on Walter Winchell. I've, yeah, I've heard many things about Walter Winchell. I don't know much about him. I've heard the name a lot. That book is on Bard. Nice. And I think that's what I'm going to read next. Walter Winchell. Have you heard of the actor Paul Winchell? I've heard of him. I don't know much about his life. He played the voice of uh, Tigger. Okay. For what the Winnie the Pooh cartoons. <laughs> and he also played the voice of Gargamel for the Smurfs. Oh, wow. Yes. Very uh, good voice actor. Nice. I think he's gone now. Well, I'm excited to read about Walter Winchell. I heard that he took advantage of his position Mm -hmm. in Hollywood. Wow. Yeah. And then he died kind of a broken man. Oh. Because he was at the height (coughs) of success until television came into the mix. Mm -hmm. He was a famous newspaper columnist, and I think he had a radio show. Wow. But again, I don't know much about him. Okay. Yes. Interesting. Yeah, so that would be fun to read about babes. Yeah, what are you thinking about the little jello? I don't know. I'm just absorbing what you're telling me. Nice. I, I don't have any thoughts right now. You could bring up some subjects too if you want. I know. I will. Okay. Like, yeah. 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 <laughs> We're getting into Mary Tyler Moore. Mm-hmm. And yesterday we watched an episode with Betty White. Oh, it was hilarious. This yes. was uh, <laughs> the Lars affair. The Lars affair. In the beginning, in the beginning of uh, season four, mm-hmm. hilarious. So basically, uh, Mary has another party. You don't, it, it, and I guess, um, I guess, like if you look on Wikipedia, it is known to be like the, her parties were known to be kind of disastrous. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, but they're fun to watch. Yes. Um, and she meets, um, you know, she's talking to, um. The happy homemaker, who is a uh, Sue Ann Nivens, <laughs> and she's giving Mary advice about how to clean up stains from the carpet and the floor, and um, how to um, help the plant grow. She's got a plant. Yes, she's leaving the party. It kind of breaks up, and when we come into the episode, Lou is upset because apparently his wife Edie ran into the bathroom after yelling at him and stayed there for a couple hours before leaving. Yep. So people go uh, about their day, or night rather, and Sue Ann is getting a ride home from Lars. Yep. She leaves, the party ends, and fast forward about two and a half hours, your girl Phyllis still hasn't heard Phyllis anything. is like, he hasn't come home in two hours, don't know what's going on. And then he calls her and says, oh, um, we got in a car accident. We got into a car accident. She's like, is anybody hurt? And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> And she's like, oh, isn't that great? She isn't, They nobody's hurt. And they're just waiting at a, um, a gas, station, a gas station to get the car fixed. 
Then the next day, she says something to the effect of, that person did a really good job because I looked all over the car. <laughs> damage. And Rhoda is telling Mary, don't you think that Phyllis is very naive about what's going on with Lars? Yes. <laughs> I had to laugh at that. And then Phyllis comes over and she made this apple pie and she's ranting and raving about Lars and you know, she soon finds out that Sue Ann Nivens has been running around with Lars because of uh, Ted Baxter. Yes. <laughs> they go down to the set of the Happy Homemaker, meaning Mary and Phyllis. Mm -hmm. And Mary's caught off because I think they had like footage of a fire she had to go yeah. and help Lou with. Yeah. Then she runs back and says, Hey, Sue Ann. Ted already knows about you and Lars, and he has a big mouth. And whoever he doesn't tell, I'm going to tell. And I don't think that's going to help your image as a happy homemaker. So you better stop this nonsense. And then she leaves. Yeah. She's talking with your girl, Phyllis. Mm -hmm. I like how Betty White says, come into my living room, and it's just part of the set. <laughs> and she's and she wants the camera to um, zero in on, on what she's doing with the chocolate sauce. That was a little bit earlier. I know. I know. It's like, come into my living room. It's just a set, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what I just said. That's hilarious. And thank you. I worked all week on that. Oh, my goodness. There is a phone in the living room set. <laughs> Phyllis asks if it actually works. Mm -hmm. Sue Ann says yes. So she calls Lars's office and she's like, I can get him on the phone whenever I want to. Like, and she uh, says, uh, he'll uh, call me he'll back. He'll call me back. Yeah. They go back into the kitchen. Phyllis does something to ruin the souffle. It was kind of hard to tell what it With was. The chocolate souffle. Yes. And then Phyllis flings some of it onto uh, Betty White's. Uh, to uh, Sue Ann's dress. Yes. <laughs> she's like, do I you, think her apron. She's like, do you know uh, how to get out chocolate stains? And she's like, oh, yes, I do. And she goes, good. And then she puts the chocolate on her. That's hilarious. What I like about this, and, you know, this is Rick's regular speech about the Mary Tyler Moore show comparing it to sitcoms that I grew up watching in the yeah. 80s and 90s. Yeah. If this show would have been on the air 10, 15 years later, we would have discovered that there was a misunderstanding and that Lars never cheated and he was hanging out with the happy homemaker to get something nice for Phyllis. Yeah, but, you know. Well, it kind of happened with Murray, but... It happened in the... It, it, they actually did a really good job in that episode. With Marie? Well, no. Marie thought that Marie was yeah. cheating on her. Yeah. yeah, but we as the audience knew that that wasn't the case yeah, from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. You know what I mean? But sitcoms from our era, there weren't really a lot of couples that had a member who was cheating on the other one. Uh, I would beg to differ. Okay, give me there examples. Some. Well, um, so on Home Improvement, there was an episode where um, Tim's friend Dave was dating uh, Karen, who was Jill's friend. Okay. And she was the babysitter for the kids for, okay. for a while. And um, Dave tells Tim that, um, can you tell Jill that I went to lunch with you because I actually was having an affair with another woman and Karen doesn't know. Oh. And another thing that happened is um, Heidi's um, husband, uh, Scott, was seeing another woman named Wendy and Jill 
had her as a patient, but she had to let her go because it was a conflict of interest. But those weren't main characters on the show. You saw them in one or two episodes. Yeah, but they were still characters. I mean, they may not have been the main protagonists, but they were still characters. Okay, when people think of Home Improvement, outside of Tim, Jill, Wilson... The three boys. And the three boys. Who do you think they think of? Do you think they think of Heidi and whoever this other dude was? Or do you think they think of Al? Uh, All of it. I mean, because Heidi is in the mix, too. I mean, she may be the tool girl, but she's she's a part of it, too. They had multiple tool girls on that show. Only two. They didn't have mul- they didn't have a lot of them. They only had um, Pamela Anderson yep. and they only, and then uh, Deb, uh, Debbie Dunning. But, okay. Only two, gr- two, two tool girls, but mm-hmm. Heidi stuck. Were there a lot of episodes where Heidi was the main character? I mean, not. I mean, there was an episode where there was a rumor that her and I were, sh- were seeing each other, but I mean, I don't know. Give me other examples. Um, Heidi was having Heidi was pregnant and having a baby. She was having marital problems. Oh no, no, no! Oh, let me rephrase this. Give me mm-hmm. a, other examples of characters and cheating in eighties or nineties sitcoms. I just did. You give me one example. <laughs> um, let me think. Oh, I I gave you two actually. Oh, from um, the same show. And one of them were two characters that we only saw in one episode. Mm. There's not a lot, is what I'm saying. I don't, I don't think you're doing a good job of making... Oh! Babes! Oh. You're not paying attention. I am paying attention. Give me mm. other shows, other examples. Uh, let me think now. There has to be another one, I'm sure. Um, let's see. Oh, wait, Rose was the other woman in the Golden Girls. Um, uh, Blanche found out her husband cheated on her when they were alive. But we don't know the husband. We don't know the husband. Uh, Dorothy was the other woman, too, because she was dating a married guy. Let me rephrase this. No, I don't want to go on with this. Bob, you're wrong, and I can't prove it. Bob! Case crossed. It's, it's not that important. No, but I'm just saying, that's why this show is good, is because in an 80s or 90s... Ah! Bob, I can't prove it, but you're very wrong about ah. this. Bob, you may have the evidence, but you will have the knowledge. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Lick my full head was... Okay. I'm sure there's something. I just can't think of it right now. I'm sure there is. There is, Bubs. Okay. Stop tickling me, please. Why? Because I love you. (laughs) That's not a good enough reason. Let me rephrase this. I believe that had the Mary Tyler Moore show started in, let's say, 1990, and this was a plot line, we would have found out that Lars was getting advice from Sue Ann about something nice to buy for Phyllis. Instead of Lars is actually cheating. Maybe. I don't know. All right. Well, we can move on from that. I'm not giving him help here. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know why you would. I I don't get yet, Bob. Stop me. Okay. You know what episode we forgot to talk about yesterday, babes? What was it? The one where Murray was depressed because somebody he went to school with ended up winning the Pulitzer Surprise. Surprise. The Pulitzer Surprise. Oh, yeah. The Pulitzer Prize. The Pulitzer Prize, yeah. 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 Go go on and talk about that one. Well, I mean, it's pretty self-evident. 
in this the description of it. But the reason that episode appealed to me is it speaks a lot to coming up with somebody mm-hmm. and then seeing them surpass you very quickly. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I would agree. Is there anything you want to add to that? Um, No. Okay. I mean, I think it's pretty self-explanatory how one person is more successful than you and you don't want to face them because you're not doing as well as they are. Well, it causes a depression. It causes a depression. Because you think to yourself, why are they yeah. killing it in life? And I'm not. And I'm stuck here with my wife and the kids and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Yes, I just burped. I know. Well, oh, my goodness. Babes. Yeah. There's the Lou Grant episode. Yeah, that one was... I didn't know what to expect about it because we didn't... We didn't know who Edie was until that episode. We knew about her character, but we had never seen her on screen. She's until old. This one. Yeah. Yes. But they were having some problems. Uh, Lou was gone from the office for four hours and they were thinking that maybe he got drunk at a bar because he drinks a lot for whatever reason. <clears throat> and he told Mary that for four hours he's been at this marriage counselor with Edie because they're having problems and the marriage counselor isn't even married <laughs> and trying to give them advice and basically saying that um, they should have a trial separation. Mm-hmm. Um, so things aren't going well. They make the agreement that Edie is going to wait for Lou to come home before she leaves because he doesn't want to come home to an empty house. Yeah. He gets home late. There's a discussion where she basically says, you know, I know this is my idea. I wish I could say that there was something wrong with you or a marriage, but I really just want to explore (coughs) because I'm 45 years old and, you know, I'm going to die someday soon. She's she's an old 45, so she might have been on her way out. I don't know. I don't know. And so she gets her suitcases and starts leaving. She goes out the front door and he said, and you get the sense that he's still angry. And he says, hey, Edie, I just want to let you, I just want to warn you that if you ever come back, then I will, I will take you back. Yeah. And he was, he, this is when you saw uh, Lou Grant at his most vulnerable, I think. I would agree. You don't really see him be upset, like like sad, you usually see him irritated or angry. I'm going to say a statement here that Alana agreed with me with him private, but she'll probably disagree with me that we're saying this publicly. Really? I believe if this episode came out in the 90s, Edie would have walked out of the house, Lou would have turned her ba- his back, and then she would have ran back and saying, I don't want to leave you, let's make this work. I agree. Okay, good. Why would I not... Why would I not not dis? Why would I disagree? I don't know, but that's again another example of why this show is so good. Is a main character we see their marriage ending, and it's not this like a thing where he goes to Vegas and gets married for like an episode. Uh-huh. This is his long term life partner. Mm-hmm. It looks like they were going to be together forever. Yeah, and now they're not. Yeah, and that's heartbreaking for any marriage unless it was something that had to be done well even then but I even then it's, it's it's heartbreaking there's a lot of feelings around it yeah because um i know i knew of people that have gotten divorced and they were just very shameful about it because they thought i'm sure they thought that their marriage was going to last forever mm-hmm. and 
they were happy back then and then now it just it just went downhill. But people change. They yeah, they do. And marriage kind of came about in a time where people lived to the age of 35. And now that's no longer the case. Well, I mean, way back in the first century, people were living to be as old as 969. That's if you believe and I know you do. Yes, I do. But let me say my piece without... You've said it before already. What would I say? You said, if you believe that Christianity is real, that's what you're going to say. I was going to say, if you believe what you read in the Bible. Yeah, and that too. Yes. And I don't necessarily know that... I'm telling you my take, babes. Now, that anybody has lived to be 935. 969. Or 969. Oh my goodness. I don't know if anybody has. So. Methuselah. Well, is that mythology or is that fact? Ow! (laughs) (laughs) Kick on my neck. Okay, 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 okay. Can I get a kiss? Okay. We've decided when you go on political rants now, I'm going to start tickling you. Just remember, I'll tickle you. Back, yeah, but you always do. You always do it though. Yeah, and I win all the time. Oh my goodness! I Jewel is your wing above. Jewel is always correct, and once she's not, we move past it very quickly. Oh my goodness! Do you want me to tickle you again, Bubs? No. Do you want me to tickle you? (laughs) No. Bubs, you got on your hands, Bubs. Jewel has to be white. Oh, you're making fun of me now. Oh, give me now a kiss. Now I think you deserve one. That's okay. You know what I do deserve, though? No, a you kiss. don't deserve a kiss after that one. Oh, but you you're do. Mocking. You do because you were just mocked. You're mocking Jewel. Oh, I will give me a kiss. A real kiss. <laughs> what were you doing with the, my ear? I don't know. <laughs> My ear isn't a handle. <laughs> Anywho, okay. But it was it was a really I mean, I was I didn't know what to expect um as far as the ending of the episode, but it really made you think. This show does drama pretty well. Yeah, it does. And that's been a constant complaint that I have about comedies, is most of them do a horrible job integrating drama. With some exceptions. Mm-hmm. Like the original run of Roseanne did a good job of it. Yeah, they did. But it kind of got ruined in the later seasons because they moved away from reality. Oh, you mean when they, like, won the lottery? And, and it stuff? turned out that that never happens. Yeah. And then Dan dies, but he comes back to life. Dan, Dan, um, it's it's implied that he cheats on um, he cheats on Roseanne, but that was actually a part of her book. Yeah. And he di- actually died of a heart attack. That could have been ended... Right there, but you know, and and the in season ten, we don't have to go. You know, we didn't have to go into that because we already we already talked about our piece on that one. Yeah, but but yeah, they did drama pretty well. I remember when Roseanne was doing interviews to promote season ten, and she said something Mm -hmm. to the effect of, "I've been working on a way to bring these characters back for twenty five years." And the thought that came to my mind is, why not come up with something different? Why do you have to keep revisiting these characters? Just yeah. let them exist in the minds of the audience. Yeah. You, we don't need to know what everybody's doing today. Yeah, we don't need to know that um, uh, Mark uh, 
you know, Becky, Becky wants to have children, but, you know, her husband is gone and we don't need to know about Darlene and David's relationship because we already knew about that. Yeah. You know, uh, we don't have to see her kids. I don't know. Exactly. It, 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 she could have did something really unique, not to say that season 10 wasn't fun, but she could have did something really unique and, and. Uh, moved it in a different direction. Well, why not? Why do you have to bring these characters back? Make your own new show about you being uh, a, success, a successful stand-up comedian who now is a Trump a stand, right? So, like, do a show about your own life. You're like, because the Roseanne show was loosely based on her as a poor person. And I know oh, that yeah. they changed stuff, but loosely. Yeah. So do a show where you're now the successful MACA comedian. And your kids think you're off your rocker, and so does most of America. But Donald Trump loves you, and you love him. Oh my goodness! You know, I would. I personally don't know. I don't know. Um, I thought that it was brilliant of her to, uh, you know, to bring um, address issues, but you knew that some of the family was divided. Mm-hmm. I I just thought it was really funny with the um you know with the password. Yeah, <laughs> I know you taught me that many times. I know. I know, just... Bob. I'm going to tell you that a million times more, Bob. What? Give me a kiss. You are not being good. Yes, boy. I am. Why am I not being good, boy? You mocked me twice. <laughs> no, I didn't. You tickled yes, me you without uh, asking. Oh. Give me a kiss then. No. I'll accept your apology before you gotta give me a kiss. No. I'll accept your apology mm. before you gotta give me a kiss. No. Why not? This is you bad boy. No, I'm good boy. Give me a kiss. No. Why not? Give me a kiss. I don't want to. Alright, well then give me a kiss. No. You give me a kiss because it'll help you get past your fears. No. Why? What am I afraid of? Are you afraid of kissing me? No. Alright, then prove it. Give me a kiss. Come on. <laughs> My horse ain't in war. Alright, give me a kiss. No. Alright, give me a kiss. <laughs> and you copied me a lot too. Well, I grabbed I, your ear and then you grabbed my ear. Well, I was just returning the favor, but Oh my goodness. <laughs> when you were in relationships with other guys, and I don't want to go too deep into no. this, but did you copy what they did too? Or is it that I'm such an no, American original? Uh, no, I, I, co- I copied what they did. I okay. mean, not everything. Nice. Not everything. You didn't start peeing standing up or anything. No, no, I can't do that. Good, good, good. And I heard that uh, women are actually built to uh, to go to the bathroom squatting. Yeah, we talked about this before. I know. I'm just okay, babes. Why are you undermining what I'm saying? Because I love you. Okay, <sighs> you swear. You're not being good boy. Yes, I am. Why am I not being good boy? No. Why? You're undermining what I'm saying. You're undermining what I've said. No. You're mocking me. I'm showing you no, that mind. I've listened to you before, and therefore I know what you said. And making fun of you. But even if it be, even if it was true, you didn't tell everybody that you said it a million times. You, you, this is the first time I heard that. Give me a kiss. No. I give me a kiss. Uh, I don't want you. Why not? Because you're being bad. No, I'm being a good boy, and that's the problem here. Yeah. I'm too much of a good boy, but I'll learn to accept that about myself if you, you say want. Sorry. sorry, I'm a good boy. Give me a kiss. No, sorry. I don't think you mean it. All right, sorry I, that you don't think I mean it. Give me ah! a kiss. I forgive you for that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I give me a kiss. You're driving me crazy. Oh, I give me a kiss. Mm-hmm. 
Give me a kiss, Wego style. Wego style. There's an episode of Rhoda yeah. where she squats to pee. Oh, does she? No, I don't know. <laughs> I only watched the first episode. <laughs> and then we said that we're going to watch it together. Yeah. Because I wanted to get through the Mary Tyler Moore show, which is, am- I-, I shouldn't even say get through because it- it's really, We're really enjoying fun. it a lot. We're enjoying it a lot. It's a great ride. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Rhoda is going to be as good, but I still think it'll be an interesting watch. I heard yeah. that it's well known that she gets married on the show, but apparently she gets divorced in the second season. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Like, they, this is from reading Wikipedia. Uh-huh. Apparently, they go to a, a counseling session, and he said that he was forced into marriage. Wow. Something like that. Oh, wow. That's yeah, so that's going to be fun. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder how many people she's going to call kid. Well, so he's going to have a stepson on the show, at least for Man. the first year. Yeah. So he's going to call the stepson kid, and she's going to call the husband Mia. Because <laughs> he's the Mia of her world. Oh, my goodness. At least until they break up. Oh. Yes. You wow. know who guest starred on Rhoda? Who? Judd Hirsch. Oh, the same person on Taxi. The yeah. same guy that was on Taxi. And Dear John. And Dear John. Yes. Yes, which I did not watch. You're not familiar with his stuff, though. No, I'm not. Okay. I'm he's not. a good actor. I've, I've heard his name many times, but I'm really not familiar. I think he's cool. I mean, cool might be the wrong <laughs> word, but. Yeah, he's like your buddy. Uh, yeah, me and Judd are hanging out this weekend. Yes, you hide a Judd for me. I will. We're gonna get some bios and just drink. make sure he's not a dud, and then he'll take him. He'll take you home in his cab. Judd the dud. <laughs> he'll take you home in his cab. Yeah. <laughs> and then on the way home, he'll uh, pick up uh, Tony Danza and Danny DeVito. See, Judd Hurst was on Rhoda, and Tony Danza was married to Rhoda. So a Rhoda, oh. not the Rhoda. Okay, Jayla there's a different deal. There are two Rhoda episodes that we watched yesterday. Yeah. Talk about it. Uh, which was the first one? Plant store. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The incredible plant lady was part of the um episode where she, um, Georgette and Mary were admiring her plants because she had like a whole bunch of plants, and she's like, "You gotta take care of these plants, and they're not good when you do this." And Rhoda and Jor- well, so Rhoda and Mary are helping each other with Rhoda's businesses with business. I mean, and Mary, <laughs> Mary is trying to take money out of her account, but she can't do it because this lady is like this very very pushier pushy banker lady that yeah. says, "Well, actually, you can't get money out of your account because it's our money, not yours." You signed the contract; it has to be in there for this amount of time. <laughs> So Mary again agrees to get a loan. Yeah. Yes. And she's, you know, <laughs> I like that one part where she's like, please don't turn away, Mary. Uh-huh. Mary, Mary. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, she was as, and, and, and the, the lady was making it sound like a stuffy old guy would be worse than her, but she yeah. was really pushy. Um, so anyway, she gets a loan application um, is helping Rhoda with her plant business, and and, she, and Rhoda hires uh, Georgette. Yep. And what else? So, Rhoda's business is starting to be very successful. Now, at the beginning of the episode, Mary takes her car and just have a little bit of work done on yep. it, and she sees this one vehicle while she's waiting that she really, really likes. She wants to get it, yeah. Okay. 
and she's doing the finances and figures that she could just about buy the new car, but it's going to be a little bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. That is important because it comes up later in the episode. Mm-hmm. Rhoda is doing things like giving Georgette a raise, giving her more hours, buying tons of presents for herself. Yep, yep. And Mary is becoming resentful because she hasn't gotten the cash back. Yep. Um, Mary lets Rhoda borrow her car. And then, and then Rhoda's like, um, I don't know what's going on with your car. Something's wrong with it, kid. Let's go right now to the mechanic shop. Yep. And there was this other car there that we find out that Rhoda had put a down payment on for Mary, but it's not a color that Mary likes. It's yellow. Yeah. (laughs) Like a greenish yellow. Yeah. And she's trying to convince her to get the car. Mm -hmm. And then she's like, I love yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Yellow car. Yes. That was a good episode. (laughs) That was really funny. What was the other one? Well, the the last funny thing about this one was the technology they were talking about. Yeah. Because Rhoda said something like, I splurge. This thing has a tape deck and an AM FM radio. (laughs) Yes. It might have even just been an FM radio. I don't remember for sure, but so funny. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> and then what was the other Rhoda one? Okay. Mary is at the station and they're shooting these TV spots for Ted because they yep. want, you know, new commercials yep. for the news program. Yep. And Rhoda comes in and says, you, you should come to New York with me this weekend. We'll have a lot of fun. Yes. Do this and that. And we'll go to my sister's wedding. <laughs> This is a great episode. Mm-hmm. So they get to New York. Uh, she runs into her younger sister, Debbie, who's the one getting married. And Ida, uh, Morgan Stern, and her husband, um, I forgot what his name was. They are... Is it Martin? Martin, yeah, thank you. And they are worried that Debbie's wedding is going to take the... Um, is going to take Rhoda's thunder because Rhoda's coming to visit and, and she's thinking, well, we got to downplay the wedding because Rhoda's still not married. Rhoda's still not married. And Rhoda's like, I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to ruin Debbie's wedding so that I will be happy. Uh, yeah. It was really funny. Uh, it was a good episode. The thing that threw me off is I know I've only seen one episode of Rhoda, mm-hmm. but Julie Kavner played the sister, and her name was Brenda. Uh-huh. So I'm wondering if uh, this Debbie character we don't acknowledge because he ended up marrying Peter Falk or something. I don't know. And had some Peter kids. Peter Falk. You know. So we don't acknowledge her anymore. Well, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's like a, um, a Judy thing in Family Matters where Judy was there for the first season or so. And then they just got rid of her and never talked about her. And it was just Laura and Eddie. We're just going to assume that the family decided to disown Debbie. So she always exists. She's just not around anymore. <laughs> Still only in that one episode. Yeah. Or maybe it's possible she comes back in Aroda for a couple of guest shots or something. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a really fun episode. And then this morning, uh, a little bit earlier, we watched... Another one that has to do with um, Mary firing um, Ed, Ed Kavanaugh because he was really, really um, creepy towards somebody. And um, and he slept with the boss's wife. Yes. Well, I, it didn't it did. They didn't say that. Yes, they did. Really? Yes. Because. Oh, that's right. Like, like that's right. Because like he made a complete pass. Yes. At his wife. 
And uh, it was funny how he worded it. Mm -hmm. And so she fires him at a restaurant. He says, you can't fire me. Lou can't. Lou can. He's my boss. And he's like, well, he told me that I could fire you. (laughs) And then she looks through all these tapes, including Murray's one, because he was auditioning for, for sportscaster. And he's like, I don't know. I don't think mine was good. I coughed in the middle of it. I sneezed. I gave the wrong scores. <laughs> this is another great thing about the show is if it would have been made later, we would have had to see Murray's tape. And that's what the episode would have been about. Them fighting in the newsroom because he's jealous that he didn't get the job. But it's just kind of used as like a throwaway thing in the mm-hmm. show, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway... um. She, uh, she, uh, she hires Andy Rivers, who's actually a really good sportscaster. Mm-hmm. Um, before that, I got to mention a really funny scene. Go ahead. Because, because, um, she's like, well, what are we talking about? Like minorities in the, you know, the, there, there's, there's stories, there's main stories we have to talk about. We have to make room for the main stories. Like, and, and Ted was talking about the minorities in the Minis- in Minnesota, He's like, well, we already talked about that. Well, we're talking about the Filipinos. I think that was um, either Ted or Murray said that, I think, right? Something like that, yeah. And then he goes... When he's on the air. Yes, and, and that's the story on the about the Filipino community in Minnesota. And they are the three nicest people he ever meets. <laughs> <laughs> and so Andy Rivers does the, the sports. And Lou and everybody else said, you did good, Mary. That was a very good choice. And Mary starts crying. And she's like... I I spent a couple of weeks trying to figure this out and I was watching all these tapes and I and I didn't sleep for one night and all all it was was five to three, seven to one. She didn't think she did as well as she thought. She's reading off some of the scores that yeah. he gets during the broadcast. Yeah. Lou gives her a speech. It's a good episode. Yeah. It's not my favorite, but yeah. I enjoyed it. There's a lot of funny things in there. Yeah. There was something else I liked, which was she fired the sports guy before she found the replacement. (laughs) So Ted has to do the sports news too. Yeah. And he takes it way too seriously. And he, and he, 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 um, waddles to the sports desk. Yes. He's got like conquistador boots in there. Which I guess have lifts. High. Yeah. Yeah. They're high. (laughs) That was really funny. I like this episode. Yes. Yes. Ted's hilarious. I don't know. He's, He's really so good. Funny. Yeah. It's too bad that he died so early on because had he lived another 15 years, we might have some long form interviews with mm-hmm. Ted Knight. Yes. Yeah. I wonder what he was like in real life. I don't know. I wonder but if he was as goofy as Ted Baxter. He was really well cast. And then he um, was on another show called uh, Too Close for Comfort. Which I have not seen. Which I've only seen a few episodes, but I'm not. It, it wasn't as funny as this one. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yes. Babes. Yeah. We had dinner last night. We did, and uh, we made chicken fajitas. Talk about it. I don't know what else. Um. So I um put on Take the Floor, which is one of my favorite BBC um shows. Yeah, and there's other shows on the BBC too. I know, but okay. see, you're mocking me again. No, I like Take the Floor. It's just not the only thing I listen to on the BBC. Just say it like that. All right, go ahead. Keep going. No. And that's it, everyone. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. (sighs) Okay. 
So um, I go and um, grate and chop an onion and you chop the peppers and uh, we cook, we cook all of that. And um, the chicken was really good and tender. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really liked it a lot. And I didn't get any salsa for some, for whatever reason I forgot it, but um, the fajitas turned out really good. I was very impressed. Yeah. Am I allowed to say what you got last night after dinner? What I got? Yeah. What, the ice cream? No, no, the other thing. The other thing? All right, I'll just say it. Jayla got cramps last night. Oh. But we don't think it was because of that. No. It had to do with being a woman. Bugs. What? I asked you. I thought you were going to talk about the chocolate sauce and ice cream and the good stuff about that one. I said no before I said the thing. Oh. What? Bubs. Yeah, I love you. You didn't have to say that. Yeah, but that's why I asked permission. Well, don't talk about that in the future. That's kind of personal, you know. Oh, but that's why I asked permission. Well, I was asking, boy. Well, I didn't even know what it was going to be about. I didn't know you were going to talk about. Cramps. I said after dinner. I got them after dinner. But it, again, it was a female thing. It wasn't uh, related to the chicken. Yes. Chicken was well cooked, everybody. No, no, no. It was Despite on the, point, but Despite the cramps. Give me a kiss. No. Why not? I don't like it. All right. Well, you, you don't like kissing? No, I like, I love kissing. Oh, good. Then you get to do something you no, love. No, but I don't Then like you it. get to do something you love. A lot of people would love that. Oh, give me a kiss. Bubs. Yeah. I love you. I don't think people need to know about my female problems. That's why I asked. I was asking Anyways, enough about Dave. We can't talk about that all day. Well, I, I wasn't going to, oh, but good. you went oh, ahead right, and right. talked about it. Good, good, good. <clears throat> we are excited for movie night. Mm-hmm. And we start off with a woman under the influence. And we don't know what to expect. No. We got uh, Peter Falk and Jenna Rollins playing. Husband and wife. Directed by John Cassavetes. Who is Jenna Rowland's uh, real husband. He was at the time. He was. And then he died. And then he went bye-bye. Yes. Yeah, go on. Okay. Starts off, Peter Falk is doing some work. Was he an electrician for the city or um, a plumber or something I like would that? imagine he probably was a plumber because he had to work on a water main. Yeah, for the city. Yeah. And him and his wife are supposed to have a fun night and day. The following day, right? Because mm-hmm. the kids are um, staying at her mother's. Yeah. We see him on the phone with one of his bosses saying, we're not going to work tonight. We're not going to work tonight. Mm-hmm. They eventually agree to do that. Jenna Rowland sends the kids off with her mom. Mm-hmm. And they're little. They're like three kids all under the age of 10, I would say. Yep. Maybe 10 at the oldest. Yeah. She goes into the house, is waiting for him. He doesn't even bother to call until like several hours after he's supposed to be home. Yep. He calls and says, uh, you know, I'll be back. We'll spend the whole day together tomorrow. Yeah, I'm sorry. I had to fix a water main. She goes out to a club, finds a guy, cheats on him. And by the way, what are their characters' names? Do we remember? Mabel. Mabel. Is uh, Jenna Rollins. Yep. Nick is uh, Peter Falk. And the, the fa- the, their last name is Longetti. Longetti. Nice. Yeah. So Mabel wakes up the next day. The guy is still in the house, and Nick comes home with, like, ten guys deep yeah. who all want to eat. So they make yeah. 
spaghetti together. Yep. And Mabel doesn't know all the guys at the table. She's going around asking questions. Yeah. At one point, one of them starts singing with this opera voice. Yeah. She's very impressed. She starts hitting on some of the guys, and Nick gets offended and kicks everybody out. Uh-huh. Kids come back. Well, then, by the way, you never see the guy again. Um, that creepy guy, uh, Eddie, that she came home with. Yeah. Kids return home. Everybody's upset. Nick is trying to get some sleep, but they need school supplies. Yep. This whole to-do. Yep. And then Mabel picks the kids up from school. She's acting kind of weird, and she's getting affection affection from the kids. Yeah. At some point, a father of two other children comes over, and Mabel's starting to act out there. And like she's, she's having a manic episode. And she's like. asking him to dance with her in the yard. Yes. And he says, you know, I'm really concerned. I really don't want my kids to stay here with you. Some other stuff happens. She tells the kids to make costumes and whatnot instead of doing their homework. Yeah. Peter Falk comes home, sees the commotion, and that the other dad doesn't want to be there. So what does he do being a good, responsible human being? He doesn't to kill the dad. Yeah, and the kids. And the kids. Guy yeah. grabs his children and runs out the door. Yep, basically. never to come back. Yep. Um, eventually, <coughs> Nick's mom comes over. There's a big discussion with Mabel. Her therapist, I'm assuming, mm-hmm. or psychologist comes over. And it's implied that she had spent some time in a mental hospital before. Okay. I think that was a time where I kind of, I might have... Um, been a little bit tired and I missed it. Okay. But anyway, yeah, yeah, it's it's implied that she's been there before. Yes. They say you need to go back. Mm-hmm. So they send her to get some help. For six months. Yeah. Next day, Nick goes to work and people have heard about this. Mm-hmm. And he gets super pissed at everybody. He's yelling at them. They're doing some work on this hill, and one of the other workers slips and breaks some bones. Ow. Then Nick decides that him and one of his buddies are going to take the kids out of school to go and hang on the beach for the day. Mm-hmm. They come home. Nick puts the kids to sleep. Fast forward six months. Jenna Rollins is getting released from the hospital. And Nick invites all these people from the town over to their place. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of people who Jenna Rollins hasn't even met before. Yeah. The mom says, meaning Nick's mom. Yeah. There's way too many people here. It's going to be an overload from for her. We should send most of these folks home. Mm-hmm. They do that. They're leaving as your girl Mabel is coming home. Mm-hmm. Gets in the house, and it's basically just extended family there. Yep. And they have a very weird dinner. Yeah. At one point before the food is served, she's sitting on the lap of her dad and kissing him. That's a little weird. Mm-hmm. They get to the dinner, and there's just all this commotion and anger. The the dad was saying that he didn't like spaghetti. Yeah, that was a little bit earlier, oh, too. Oh, okay. okay. Eventually, the other adults leave, and it's just Nick, Mabel, and the kids. Kids are running around. Mabel's jumping on the couch, acting crazy. Um, she, He twists her arm. Yes, at one point he even he slaps her and she falls off the couch. He brings the kids around so they can see that see that she's okay. He threatens to kill the kids and her, mm-hmm. and then they put the kids to bed, tell them everything is going to be all right. Turn off the lights and you hear kazoo's playing, and that's the movie. 
And they're smiling at each other or whatever. They're looking at each other. Okay. It's very weird. The movie is about two and a half hours long. Two and a half hours that we can't really get back. It is strange. Yeah. But. Well, let's go through the flaws in this movie. Yeah. First, before we say the good stuff. Mm-hmm. I found it hard to believe that there's no consequences to Peter Falk threatening to kill the one father and his kids. Yeah, exactly. And the dad didn't even, the other dad didn't even do anything. He was trying to protect his kids. Yeah. And I could see leaving at the moment, but maybe you call the cops yeah. on this guy. Yeah. And, and it was really evident that these kids were not being taken care of very properly. Um, there's a lot of neglect. Um, the dad, the dad was having his own episodes and clearly they should not have been with with those two for a while. And he explodes at work. Mm-hmm. Nobody makes him get fired by contacting his bosses. Yep. There's also the stuff at the end of the movie. So it's the family at the dinner table and her therapist. Yeah. And at one point, she goes crazy and is just jumping on the couch. And Uh that's when people get up to leave. Nobody says, okay, maybe, Nick, you can stay here with Maybill, but let's get the kids out of the situation for now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They didn't, they're just kind of letting it go. Like, oh, yeah, well, maybe if we leave those two kids alone together, they'll work it it out. Mm -hmm. But there was no intervention. There was no, like, okay, we'll take the kids for a night. You guys handle this on your own or you know maybe mabel needs to go back to the institution i've known people like nick and mabel yeah but i did find it hard to believe how people just let them be who they are yeah they i mean if you really love these people you wouldn't let them stay there where they are right you would at least do something about the kids yeah take take them in or or something Mm -hmm. and you know get you know, DCFS or child services, um, child protective services involved if they need to. And I get that that wasn't really a thing back in the 70s. No, but it wasn't, no. They did have extended family. Yep. She, they could have been, you know, given to um, one of their aunts and uncles. Right. They could have. Mm-hmm. What I thought was a really weird scene, too, during the dinner scene where she was commenting on the relative and how fat she was. And what a big ass she had. That's basically what I meant, though. She was commenting on how fat she was. And her butt. Oh. I thought she was mainly just talking. No, it was how fat she was. Okay. All right. I have it more. Yeah. It was an interesting movie. The acting is really good, though. It is. I mean, she really did play a very convincing uh, alcoholic woman mm-hmm. that had some mental illness. And Peter Falk is great in this movie. Yeah, it, it really does show that that kind of a situation could push, push a guy over the edge. I think it was over the top, though. Yes. Really over the top. Like, why are you that mad? And this is a film that came out the same time that Columbo was on the air. Yeah, well. So he's playing this nebbishy detective guy yeah. on TV as he's also playing a man whose life is basically being torn apart in this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. He's on the the break of having a he's on the brink of having a nervous breakdown. Exactly. Yeah, and he just can't control uh, it, and he can't control his own emotions. But I'm I'm anxious to see Columbo and see how he is there. I'm going to show you the boat episode next okay. week. 
But until you know my then, wife, you know my wife. <laughs> until then, what do you think happens to Nick and Maybell? Mabel. Mabel. Not Maybell. Okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not like Apple. You knocked or, the record out of my hand. It's sorry. It's not like Apple or Carrot. Carrot. Okay. Okay. What happened to Maybell? Mabel. Mabel <laughs> and Nick after this movie. I think they either get they are either separated or they they get a divorce. I don't know. I think they either get a divorce or they kill each other. Yeah. Either okay, one of three things. They either separate from each other for a while, they either get a divorce or one of them kills the other one. Right. <laughs> yeah. How do you think this affects their children? Oh, I think this affects them in many ways because you know, in in you know, we have both kind of grown up in houses that were kind of chaotic. Yes. It wasn't like that, though. It wasn't as chaotic as theirs. But I would imagine that growing up, these kids were probably walking on eggshells because they didn't know when their mom was going to have a manic episode or they didn't know if their dad was going to be blowing up. Right. You know, <laughs> they didn't know that. And, and they, you know, they don't know. And I've been, I've, I've witnessed situations like that where mm -hmm. I wonder what the kids are thinking, like, uh oh, what's wrong with my mom? What's wrong with my dad? Why can't we just have a peaceful day or a peaceful night? Why does so-and-so have to ruin it for everybody? You know yep. what I mean? Yep. Yeah. Why does this person have to be moody? So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that the kids are probably very, um, their awareness of the situation is probably very heightened as they get older. Exactly. And or some of the kids might actually pick up the habits of the parent that's crazy. I agree with that. Yeah. What would you give this movie on a scale from one to ten? I'm kind I'm probably kinder than you. I think I'd give it a six. And I'd give it a five, but the acting is incredible. The acting is great. Would you recommend it to your family? If I, so, what do you say? I don't it? think so. <laughs> Just because it's just so odd. I mean, it's definitely realistic of how a family in chaos would react. Mm -hmm. Yes, but it just... The storyline was just all over the place. Yeah. And like you said, there's no consequences. That's like a big flaw in the movie. I mean, if you were to sum it up in one sentence, I guess, or a sort of form thing... What I would say is it's about a working class family in the 1970s that has a lot of issues. Exactly. But uh, the people around them are enabling them. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean that they're terrible. I think it means, and, and the, the commentator we watched the video that we watched that. was saying that they were horrible. But they were, it wasn't that they were horrible, but they didn't know how to handle it. Mm -hmm. They were just enabling them like, oh, let's let these kids go. <laughs> Let's let's leave so you can relax. Yeah, but Mabel can't relax. That's a problem. No. Yeah. It's like she needs 24-hour care until she finally does get off of whatever she's off of. Exactly. Yeah. So you're not going to recommend this to your family? No. I don't know if I would recommend this to people either, unless they were a struggling actor and they wanted to see some good acting. Right. Yes. Right. But it was an experience. We can now say we've seen it. And now we can watch Colombo. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> Which is actually milder, much milder and, uh, you know. I think you're going to like Colombo. Uh, how long are the episodes? They're 90 minutes long. Nice. Yes. 
So we'll watch like one next weekend. I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I, I'm excited to show it to you. Yeah, I'm excited. Yes. My wife. Yeah, I've heard so many good things about Columbo. Yeah, great show. What's his first name? Oh God, what is it? I don't know if they say it. So I haven't seen every episode with of Columbo. I'm not mm-hmm. like a Columbo stan. Columbo stan. Um, they might not say it in the show. I want to say it's Frank Columbo. Huh. Okay. I I want to say that's what it is. Okay. Hold on, let's find out. Alexa, who does Peter Falk play on the television series Columbo? Frank Columbo. Yeah, Frank Columbo is right. Yeah. Nice. Yes. I heard that there was another series that I had never watched called Heart to Heart, and it's a detective um, show, too. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. Yeah. I heard it's good. Nice. But I've never seen it. Oh, good. So that's a woman under the influence there, Little J. Wolf. I'd like to see more of the show The Avengers. That's a fun show. Yeah. There's a lot of shows to get to. Yeah. The Avengers um, with uh, Emma Peel. Yeah. It's British. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But until then. Until then. We got some ice cream. Oh, yes. I still have some uh, chocolate sauce left, so I'm yeah. going to I'm gonna eat that. Because you made it. <laughs> I did. It's a, it's a really good um, recipe. It does require boiling for thirty minutes, but boiling and um, heating up for thirty minutes. But it's it's pretty good. I have a recipe that's even easier. But, but I like I like I like that recipe too. But there's two, you know, we all all that is required of yours is the sweetened condensed milk, and the chocolate chips, and some butter, and some butter. Yeah, and heating it in a microwave. Yeah. Yes. Good. But stuff. yours is good too. We have the ice cream. Mm-hmm. Go back, watch the video about a woman under the influence. And then... And then we watched a movie called The Town that was directed by Ben Affleck. Yep. Um, this was an interesting movie. There is, of course, some flaws in it, but sure. we'll get to that later. It's about a place called Charlestown in Massachusetts, I think it is. Because there, there's some people with some thick Boston accents. Yeah, my hunch is that it's a section or a suburb of Boston. Right. And that has been known to be a very crime-ridden city mm-hmm. where people are getting robbed, people are getting shot. It's it's a very chaotic place, it sounds like. Um, and so there's this duo, uh, Doug McRae and um, Jem, I forgot what his last name. He calls himself Jem, but his name is actually Jim. I thought there were four people who did the stick-up. Uh, Desmond and Glumsy. Yeah. Yeah. But 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 Jim and uh, Doug were the main characters yep. in this whole thing. Yep, yep. So they do a robbery. They rob this bank. Um, they injure... I think they shot somebody in the robbery, right? I don't know. I don't remember. Anyway, but Claire Kesey is a manager of the bank, and she sees all of this. And she notices somebody with a distinct tattoo on the back of uh, their neck. And she's actually taken hostage for a little while. Yeah, they drive her. They don't hurt her, but they drive her to um, this beach and they let her out. And they um, and she's blindfolded and they tell her to walk until she feels the water. Mm-hmm. And then she's able to escape from her blindfolds. Yes. Now, Doug is... Uh, gets information about Claire and starts watching her and he sees her take a bunch of laundry from her apartment to the laundromat and that's where he meets her. He wants to get a sense of if she saw anything 
through the blindfold or whatever mm -hmm. that could, you know, help the people, the FBI, find them. Yeah. Starts a relationship with her because she doesn't know who he is. Yep. They're dating. He's getting attached to her. The FBI is still trying to find out who these characters are. Uh, the main guy in the FBI is played by um, uh, the dude from Mad Men. Uh, John, John Hamm. Hamm. Yeah. Yeah. Adam. Adam. Adam, yeah. And he's trying to track them down. Eventually, he hears over the wire Doug calling Claire. Yep. And this, Claire has quit her job and is planning to move. So now Adam thinks that she must have been in on it. Right. But it turns out that she wasn't in on it. Mm -hmm. Now, a little bit about <clears throat> Doug. His mom left when he was six and his dad committed some crimes and ended up in jail. Yep. And he wants to get out of the game, but there's this other criminal around town who got Jem into a situation where he has to do another bank robbery, and Doug is supposed to be in on it. Yeah, Rusty, I think it was. Okay. Was it Rusty? We'll go with that. Okay, I I, I don't know one of the one of them. Anyway, but he does run into Rusty later on in the in the movie. Okay. Okay. Keep going, babes. So, um. So anyway, Claire eventually finds out because the FBI show her shows her pictures and names of the people that were in the robbery, and one of them was Doug McRae. Mm -hmm. And so Doug goes to her house, and Claire gets so and, and rightfully so she gets upset. Like, why did you do this to me? Why didn't you? Why did you tell me? Why didn't you tell me about about this and? And she had to find out. And she goes, I never want to see you again. So. It's like, good. We'll put on the blindfold again. Oh, my goodness. So he so he leaves. And now um, this other lady, Krista, who is a local bartender, um, has slept with Doug on occasion. And she's claiming that her little daughter, Shine, is his kid. Yep. And she's high on, I forgot what, what uh, cocaine and something else in her system. And she's like. I want to go with you. I want to go, you know. Um, because Doug is planning to move to Florida. Right. Me and my daughter want to go with you. And he's he's saying, no, no, you take your kid and get out of here. And um, and so he uh, dismisses, dismisses her completely. Yep. So they go to do the bank robbery. And there's a big shootout. Jem ends up dying. Doug gets away with the money. Des Desmond dies too, I think. Desmond dies and, too. And, and Glumsy. Oh, yes. Yeah. And he calls your girl Claire, and the FBI is over at her place. He mm -hmm. can see into it. Mm -hmm. She wants him to meet him there. Yeah. He doesn't want to do that. They agree to meet downstairs. He's surrounded, escapes, goes to Florida. But before then, he buried the money. To where Claire found it. And she volunteers garden, yeah. with the Boys and Girls Club club, yeah. and donates the money to them. Yeah. Okay. That's pretty much the movie, right? Uh-huh, yeah. I like the acting in the movie. Mm -hmm. I'm glad that they didn't get together at the end. Me too. But I have a few issues with it. I do too. Go ahead. I wish he would have died in the shootout. Yep. I don't think he should have escaped. I wish that they would have killed him off when they were going to because they already got the three other guys. I right. I don't know why they didn't just shoot him. But but he just figured out a way to to uh 
get away from them. That's a little bit unrealistic. Yeah. <clears throat> um, also, that she finds the money in the garden. Yeah, of all the places. Why would she find it there? And what was it, Dusty, the guy who made them do the last robbery? Rusty. Rusty. Rusty, the Irish guy. And uh, Fergie. When they first meet, he's like, oh, I got your dad sent to prison, and I got your mom hooked on drugs, and if there's a house, she's there. It seemed like he was the stereotypical mustache twirling villain. Like, it was uh-huh. a little bit too far over the top for my taste. Yep. And um, and then, what I, I mean, I know that he threatened to shoot uh, Rusty and Fergie in the flower shop, mm-hmm. and he de- actually did uh, shoot them before he um, he ran off. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know that, that I don't know that that was necessary, honestly. I don't think so. And if yeah. if he's going to kill them anyway, and he doesn't want to do the bank robbery, why doesn't he kill him, them rather before the bank robbery? I know exactly. I don't get that. Yeah. I I just wish that they didn't let him escape. It's not as good as Ben Affleck's movie Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. Uh huh. That one was was very good. I liked elements of it. I give it a week seven. Yes. What about you? I would give it a week seven, too. Nice. The acting was great, but there's some things that should have happened that didn't happen. Absolutely. Um, I keep get sorry, I keep getting Gone Baby Gone mixed with Gone Girl, but that's a different movie. Well, Ben Affleck is in Gone Girl. Okay. Yes. No, that's Casey Affleck. No, Ben Affleck's in Gone Girl. Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Casey Affleck is in Gone Baby Gone Baby Gone. But Ben Affleck directed it. But Ben Affleck directed it, and Ben Affleck was actually in Gone Girl. Exactly. Yeah. There's but, a lot of gone in his life. <laughs> Apparently Jennifer Lopez is not gone. Not yet. Not yet. Yes. She was gone before and now she's back. She's back, baby. Back. <laughs> right. Yes. And that's a reference to the one part of Gone Baby Gone that I didn't like is when Kate C. Affleck goes to see this like evil drug dealer and yeah. he's like you better track her down soon or oh, else she's, it's, she's gone baby she's gone. gone baby gone yeah and it was just like oh yeah how, right, come on guys i was thinking yeah how um how 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 um you know cliche that you would say the title of the movie <laughs> yeah they could have edited out like 30 seconds and they would have gotten a nine from me but yeah. as it is it still gets an and he ends, I, he ends up killing the dr- the drug dealer I yes think. yeah yes but yeah i know he <laughs> He could have said, you better track her down or else she's gone. <laughs> so, I believe Ben Affleck is from Boston. Boston? Boston. Yeah. But, what do you think he feels about Boston? Because neither film that he's directed about that place put it in a high light. I... I don't know. Maybe he maybe he still loves his city, but he knows that um, there's some problems in Boston. Mm. Or maybe he just wants to make, uh, he just wants to um, show Boston Boston in a different light. Um, even though he loves that city, like yeah, I love my the city where I grew up, but it's flawed. Okay, I'm guessing. Yeah, that's that's my my take on that. I don't know if it's true. I do think that he is a talented director, and mm-hmm. I would like to see him do more stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to see him direct a comedy. That might be fine. Because he's directed a lot of dramas. People are dying. You know, they they get shot. There's family dramas. I mean, you know, him in a, in a Goodwill Hunting where he wrote the, the script. Yeah. I think it would be fun if he did a comedy. That might be cool. 
Yeah. Well, he should do the wedding planner too. Because he's married to Jennifer Lopez. He's not married her to her. To Jennifer Lopez? Yeah. He's married to her. I thought they were just engaged. No, they've been married for like a year now. Really? Ask Miss A if you don't believe me. Alexa, is Jennifer Lopez married to Ben Affleck? Okay, yep. okay, I okay. Well, I I I I um uh, rest my case. In. You rest your case. You're wrong. I don't know. I'm wrong. Yes. Okay, okay, okay. You're right. I'm wrong. Yeah. No, I thought I thought they were engaged for a while. They were, and then they got married on and July then, 16, 2022. And then and then she was engaged to Alex Rodriguez. Correct. Before, before then. then. Well, or after then, because they were engaged in the early two thousands and broke up. So, either way. Yeah. Uh, but. Maybe he'll do the wedding planner too because Matthew McConaughey is still alive. And, you know, her dad could be living with him, but he has cancer or he has another disease that's like cancer. I think this has to be her fourth husband. No, this is her fifth husband. Her fifth husband. Who was the fourth one? I don't know. The fourth one was Mark Anthony. The third one was Chris Judd. Well, if you just said the fourth one was uh, Mark Anthony, then. But I can't remember who the other. The first, the, I, I don't know who the first one was, but I can't remember the second one. Yeah, I don't think that's that big of a deal. Fifth husband. Yeah. Wow. I, you know. She's almost, uh, I mean, three more husbands later, she'll be like Elizabeth Taylor. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But in any event, it was a good movie there, Little J. Will, but not a great one. No. Definitely some issues with it. I was thinking that the town was going to be like a sci-fi thriller or something. That's like, what you told me. I know, I did. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like that, and it wasn't like that. <laughs> no. Would you recommend it to your family? Um, Maybe I would. I mean, it wasn't a bad movie. It was just some things that should have happened. Nice. Well, good. Yeah. Babes? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Um... I don't think so. Nice. Um, I told you about the salon thing. Yes, you did. Okay. I'm in search of We didn't talk. Yeah, that's basically it. Yeah, that's basically it. Yes. But, um, yeah, I, I, I do need a haircut. Yes. <laughs> you may not seem to care about that, but I do. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Because <laughs> you like a long heel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing like that? I was, that was my imitation of you. I don't laugh like that, Bubby. I'm sure you don't. Mm. But I love you. Mm. Is there anything else you want to talk about? Uh, no. Uh, what are you... Oh. I didn't have any dreams last night, but... Um, did we ever mention the, the dance thing that we're going to think about uh, getting into? Um, I think we should wait until we see if we actually do that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, no, we're not talking about it this time. We're basically, and Lana and I might be taking dance lessons soon. Yeah. Yes. Through Zoom. Yes. Which is going to be interesting. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, good, babes. Yeah. Well, babes. Yes. Anything else you want to discuss? Uh, you know what? I don't think so. All right, let's wrap it up. Okay. You were a little bit spastic during this episode, but I still love you. I was spastic. How was I spastic? Oh, you'll find out when you listen to it, babes. Give me a mm. Well, if you were a good boy. I was a good boy. No. But I told you why I didn't think you were a good boy. 
You thought I was mocking you, but I wasn't. Yes, you were. I was having fun, babes. I'm uh, part of that. Well, give me another kiss. And we'll why? Okay. Mm. Bye, babes. Okay. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.